Hi, Amy. Hi, guys. It's Karina. I'm super excited to be doing this podcast for our Influences class. Um, In case any of you forgot, my topic is on the feeling of divinity in music. Um, I've always associated this feeling of awe with the spirit or God. And if you don't believe in God or you believe power resides in humans and nature rather than another force, I get you. That's fine. Just substitute any use of the word God or the universe for, you know, what you feel to be true. Now, the feeling. Um, So I describe the feeling of being moved by music as if I'm caught by something. It's a kind of deer in headlights feeling or as if something has been opened up or revealed to me. And what I believe is that it's me being revealed to me. But it's in another form, and that's why the music, or any form of art, resonates. Because I've taken it as an aspect of myself. I see myself in the thing, the song, whatever. And this interconnectedness between the musician and listener becomes very intimate. And it starts to function as one organism of creating and receiving. A concept I learned from critical theory um, is actually the basis of what I'm talking about today. Plato's The Republic proposes the idea of the original in its relationship to its reproduction and its copy. So I'm applying this concept to music. Let's think of universal energy as being the original source that the original is the potential energy to make a second thing. An idea, a thought, the desire to create is the origin of all things. And let's say the second copy is the soul or spirit, and then the third copy manifests, ma- manifests itself into a body, and then the body goes back to the original desire to create, which in itself is the essence it's made of to begin with. The fourth copy is what the body chooses to create with the original desire to become something else or transcend in some way. I think of music as the fourth copy that links us back to source energy. So my first experience feeling the presence of something divine was from music. My grandpa and great uncles are musicians And growing up, uh, we would go to these family gatherings where we would sit around and sing with each other. Um, And when we sang, I would close my eyes and having learned the lyrics very young, I could sing without focusing too much on what I was saying. And the lyrics my grandpa and uncles wrote were always about healing and love in one form or another. And I didn't even really have to know the words that we were singing all the time to really get the feeling that the sounds uh, the guitar made the rhythm of the drums the upward lilt of my grandpa's voice you know i got that the intention of the music just from sounds were positive and i always felt really happy and moved after these gatherings if i was upset and i went and The communal space just transformed any prior feelings of sadness, um, worry, discomfort. You know, I just felt totally changed after these, um, these meetings of community. And 
I'm, I'm really so thankful for that experience because it really helped me develop what it is I, I treasure about art and music, you know, that I treasure the connection between someone else and me um, and this feeling of, of togetherness that we can all uh, emulate and it's just so wonderful. <clears throat> so this early exposure to music's healing properties influenced me to rely on it as the art that, you know, would later help me through uh, maneuvering through trauma, adolescence, and any change in my life. It was just such a comfort to me. And a song my mom played all the time when I was a kid was Mad Seasons Wake Up and River of Deceit. Um, the reason I'm like slightly laughing is because I hated these songs when I was a kid. They just made me feel unhappy and, uh, I don't know, restless in some way. Um, it wasn't until later that at about 13 or 14 that I reheard the songs and really had them hit me. And I mean, they hit me. Um, I'll play both of them for you now. Both of these songs were such a blessing for me as they eliminated any existential fright or worry I may have been carrying, all of these questions I had, I felt that these songs replicated. And in seeing myself in the music, I felt less alone. And because of this, I was able to feel good. It was comfort comforting to see these issues we all face reflected back at me. The subjects, of course, that the band members were writing about differed from mine, but I understood the feeling. I understood the feeling of just praying for something to change, for release of some kind, for salvation. I got that. And it's still so touching. They opened up a portal of empathy for me to them, me to others, me to myself. What tied and what continues to tie me to Mad Season is that we all have the potential to feel the same range of emotions and understand one another. I really love that I was able to hear myself in their lyrics and to feel a sliver of divinity that leaks out of art, leaks out of all of us when we are quite vulnerable. The second artist that really influenced me was The Doors. Jim Morrison, their lead singer, was inspired by a book on mescaline by Aldous Huxley called The Doors of Perception, a line directly referring to the book The Marriage of Heaven and Hell by William Blake. The Blake line in Huxley and later Morrison refer to is if the doors of perception were cleansed, everything would appear to man as it is, infinite. And I think this is a really beautiful perspective to have towards, towards lines we draw on the sand, boundaries we make up, the limitations we inherit, and then create, and then perpetuate. And the doors just annihilated any fear of the unknown for me. And really, it wasn't the unknown itself that was even scary. It's what I put into that space. And what we all usually project is our worries and imagine, imagining negative outcomes. 
but they made this foggy space look super magical and like it was fun to just leap into the darkness and they were able to capture this ominous creeping feeling at times but instead of feeling like prey you know like afraid and alone I felt excited like a hunter or a traveler you know I felt powerful and confident and they exposed me to a sure part of myself who was certain of what course to take or just excited to be on my own path and I really appreciate their influence because it changed my perspective of the unknown they felt like messengers and for a lack of a better word like like parental figures reminding me to just look at things from a different angle they showed me like a whole other aspect of myself who's just like full of wonder and mischief and curiosity and the songs that I really listened to at the time were I Can't See Your Face in My Mind, People Are Strange, When the Music's Over, The End, Riders of the Storm, and Take It As It Comes. I'll play for you guys um, The End and then a snippet of some of his poetry um, that was featured in a song um, called Feast of Friends. I read Jim Morrison's poetry book called Wilderness when I was about 14. I want to say 14. And it definitely influenced me to pursue poetry as my first mode of expression. Yeah. My fourth influence um, in a list, like a really long list that I'm not going to get into all today on this podcast is um, Jeff Buckley's album Grace. I actually found the CD in a thrift store when I was about 17 and I had no money on me and I didn't even know who he was. I just loved the cover of it. There's like this blue purple velvet curtain behind him and oh god I don't know just the image looked so familiar and warm. Um, Unfortunately I didn't have money to buy it so I had to stick it back on the shelf Um, and after I left the thrift store I just kept thinking of it for such a long time of how much I wanted it and man I should have took it (laughs) I didn't I didn't I shouldn't say that but um, yeah you can tell that it had like a a, a very um, profound effect on me so a couple years later, I was able to listen to the album when I was about 1920, all the way through, and the first song of the album is Mojo Pin, and man, when it came on, like as soon as Jeff's voice reached the air, I was just so overwhelmed with this feeling of like floating and then descending with each of his octaves, you know, you know Flying Dreams, like it was exactly like that that's how I felt. It felt like someone had just taken all of my thoughts and feelings and pressed them into these certain notes, words, rhythms. It was really a cathartic experience and it continued to the next song, Grace, and all the way to the end of the album. It was really beautiful. His voice, it just, it fills the room with like these violets and golds and silvers and the instruments. It's just, ugh, It's like smoke and angels. 
I've read articles and reviews where critics saw Jeff Buckley play live with his band, and many of them described these kinds of heavenly, celestial feelings from the atmosphere the songs exuded. It's really amazing that um, many of us who have heard these songs can feel the same way. Um, I'll play a, a snippet of Mojo Pin and Grace for you guys now. I want to read a snippet of an interview for you guys from Interview Magazine from 1994, where Ray Rogers and Buckley talk about Buckley's own influences. You guys can find this interview on their website, interviewmagazine.com, if you want to read the entire thing. I recommend so after, if you guys get into his music. Rogers. You put so much feeling into your singing. One word goes on for minutes sometimes. Buckley. Words are really beautiful, but they're limited. Words are very male, very structured. But the voice is the netherworld, the darkness, where there's nothing to hang on to. The voice comes from a part of you that just knows and expresses and is. I need to inhabit every bit of lyric, or else I can't bring the song to you. Or else it's just words. Rogers. Where do you find inspiration for your songwriting? Buckley. People I know, daydreaming. I daydream too much. I'm not the greatest songwriter, yet I daydream daydream thinking about great songwriters. I was brought up with all these different influences. Nina Simone, Nusrat Ali Khan, Patti Smith. People who showed me music should be free, should be penetrating, should carry you. I love this interview because for me it just depicts perfectly how his music feels. It's also wonderful to read how his own influences informed his music. And they're all just like in this dialogue together. And I think that's what artists do. Talk to each other through time just over and over again. So these are my influences, my early influences. I think as I've gotten older, my influences have become much more balanced between the genders. And I'm super grateful for these musicians for showing me the value of being able to portray content that is so moving to the point where it feels angelic or even supernatural, like you're experiencing an opening of the universe or God. And they've inspired in me um, the intent to produce work that can provide some relief to people. The relief I felt from each of these musicians and bands. And I want my work to give the same soothing feeling that they were able to give me all of these artists are people I admire for their work and it was just so fun to do this podcast for you guys Um, it gave me so much insight into how or why these artists inform my own work and writing Um, and I hope everyone is finding some kind of stability and relief during these times and I hope all of you have music that makes you feel this way, you know, makes you feel a sense of connection to others, to yourself, to the spirits, your ancestors. It's really just, I think it's very important. One last thing. I want to leave you guys with a couple albums I've been listening to that have been helping me feel relaxed. The first one is Faces in the Rocks um, by Mary Sue. That was released in 2007. Her name is spelled M-A-R-I-E-E-S-I-O-U-X. 
I'll play you guys a snippet of one of her songs from that album. That song was called Flowers and Blood. I love that song. The next singer, artist, band I've been listening to is Mazzy Star, which is a band I grew up with. Um, I've been revisiting them. I guess I'm in like a nostalgia kick. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I listened to all of their albums on repeat. I also listened to uh, Hope Sandoval's other band, Hope Sandoval and the Warm Inventions. Um, the next song I'll play a snippet of is called California. So those are a couple of artists I've been listening to currently, and I hope if you listen to them, you can also find some peace through their music. Thank you so much for listening.